0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, DragonCon 2023. We've had a bunch of new releases. We've had a bunch of events at the convention. I'm going to start talking about the new releases. There are a lot of new releases on the website. Many of these are cards that had come out before, but had been con-exclusive or event-exclusive. For example, we have three cards, Knock It Off, Sealed You In, Stomp You Out, that were exclusives to Grand Gathering 3. You can now buy those. Those are stops for cards with over-the-top in the name. Those were the Grand Battle stops that you got when you signed up and attended Grand Gathering 3. You can now buy those without the Grand Gathering 3 logo. We have a bunch of the cards that were con-exclusive at Origins, Unreal Rope Balance, Veteran Maneuver, Unreal Teamwork, those were exclusive to Origins Game Fair. You can now buy those without the Origins logo on them on the website. Oklahoma F5 and Vile Driver. They had been for sale at Origins, not logoed, but they'd been for sale at the con. You can now buy them on the website. There's also a bunch of new cards. American Union Armbender, Cultural Downfall. Let it ride, baby. Wave Breaking Kendo Stick. Some cards that had already been in the game. Sweet and Salty Impact Drop. Chugga 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 chug. Those were skill requirement cards. They now have different skill requirements. Sweet and Salty Impact Drop had been a Grapple skill requirement card. You can now get that with a Strike skill requirement. The Chugga Chugga had been Submission skill requirement. Now you can get it with agility skill requirements. A couple other new things up there as well, some new entrance cards. The con-exclusive Lexi the Punk Rock Pixie and Papa Wheelie that had been Gen Con-exclusive if you bought apparel or if you bought one of the lunch or dinner specials at Gen Con. Those are now available for sale on the website without the Gen Con logo. The ones at Gen Con had the Gen Con logo on them. The big thing, in my opinion, That they put on sale, for sale, on the website. The brand new Michael Mosley competitors. $20 a piece. You buy the competitor. You get the full set of finishes. Two different versions of the Michael Mosley competitor. Both have the same finishes with them. I had been pushing for people to follow the Kickstarter campaign for Super Show The Comic Issue 6. Because if we reached 150 followers, we would get those put on the website. We didn't reach 150 followers. We did get 50 people to follow in a week. We did get 116 followers by the deadline. Last I checked, we had 117 followers. That may have gone up or down since I looked last. It's been a while. If you haven't followed the Kickstarter campaign, please do so. If you're planning on pledging the campaign, this will help unlock additional items with your pledge. If you're not, I'd appreciate it. I think everyone that is pledging would appreciate it. If you follow it, it doesn't cost anything, but it will help us unlock items. 150 followers gets the first goal. I don't know if there's going to be a goal beyond 150 followers. The Michael Mosleys are on sale, though. I'm very happy to see that. If you purchase anything from supershowthegame.com this weekend, there's a promo code Labor Day 2023. That's L A B O R D A Y and the digits 2023. No spaces. Put that in where it asks for coupon code at checkout. Click apply coupon. 10% off your order. That includes new items. Everything I just talked about is under the new item section of shop. That discount also includes created content. So if you wanna have a card created, if you want to have a competitor created, finishes created, that discount applies to those. So if you're thinking about that, you may wanna use that discount. Some of those items are already discounted. I believe it's on top of that. Check to make sure if you're interested in buying created content. That's on sale through this weekend through Monday. I normally wouldn't report on that necessarily because most of the time this will come out before the weekend. This should be out for Monday listeners, so if you hear on Monday, if you hadn't seen that post from General Manager John Calais, Labor Day 2023 coupon code, 10% off your purchase, supershowthegame.com. Also, they did make some mystery boxes. These might have some Michael Mosley's in them. They're under the new items too. That's what's on sale on the website. There are some things that are exclusive to Dragon Con with the Dragon Con logo. Dragon Con exclusive practice site competitor sets. Dragon Con logo to Lucky Dragon Jawbreakers. Those are the two I'm aware of. There may be more. I did see a video from Steve Resk who's at Dragon Con that he forgot some things. So some people may be getting some items in the mail that were prizes they would have gotten at DragonCon, but Steve forgot them in New York. Those are the items that came out of Dragon Con. Let's talk about the events. I only have at the time I'm recording this events for Friday and Saturday. Now, I will tack on additional information at the end of the show, like I usually do. If I have that information. At that time, I will give it to you. I can tell you that for Sunday at DragonCon, there's going to be a tag team event, and there's going to be the championship tournament, the singles championship tournament, at the end of the night. I don't know if I'll be able to get you the results of that singles tournament. It starts at 7.30. I'm planning on having the show completed and posted. I would say... Sometime after 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, September 3rd. So that might just have to be on the next week's show. If possible, I'll give you the tag team results. Here are the results I have, though, for the first two days of DragonCon. All throughout DragonCon, they've been doing demos. They've been doing some, from what I understand, sealed pod-type things upon request. They had two tournaments Friday, two tournaments Saturday. Let me give you the Friday first. The information that I'm giving you is courtesy of Hold Blind Harry, a.k.a. Jonathan Thew, who's running a lot of the events and demos at DragonCon. Thank you for running those. Thank you for your reports. So Friday afternoon, brief report. There was an old-school draft. Based on what I'm reading, that's a draft event using the Old School Packs. The winner of that Old School Draft event, Rob Britt playing as Hollywood. The Hollywood, of course, out of the Old School Packs. Speaking of Old School Packs, brief announcement. We did get an update on the Old School Packs on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. The next wave of Old School Packs, Old School Pack number two, scheduled to come out. At PAX Unplugged. That's the first weekend of December. Those packs should be available at Packs Unplugged and presumably on the website. The competitors in the old school pack 2 will be an even mix of older competitors from Super Show the Game with new finishes and new gimmicks, but the same logo so you can mix and match the finishers. And brand new competitors. The 1 through 27 cards in those, half of those will be brand new cards. Half of those will be the new cards from wave one of the old school packs. So half the cards in there will be the cards that were new in the old school pack first wave. The other half of the 1 through 27s will be brand new for the old school wave two packs the friday night event at dragon con was the cosmic crusader slash marauders of the multiverse draft 18 players each player purchased either a cosmic crusader pack or a marauder of the multiverse pack and then played what was in that pack that's the way i understand it I don't know if they used Swiss rounds, bullet rounds, or some other type of round, but the 18 players played off. After the preliminary rounds, there was a cut to a top eight. No stipulations in the top eight. Here are the matchups in the top eight. We had a new player, Ben, playing as Terra, against a new player, Zoe, playing as Mars, with Ben taking the victory. We had Math Guy playing as Black Scorpion X versus Guard playing as Mercury. I'm not familiar with who Guard is, but Math Guy took the victory there. We had Brimlight, formerly known as Brimetime, Time, playing as Silva take on Shannon, who had a big Dragon Con last year playing as Shwee, with Brimlight going over, and then we had Matthias, son of Zeus, playing as Neptune take on Rob Britt. Playing Azonda with Matthias going over. So Matthias faces Brimelight in the top four. Math Guy faces the new player Ben in the top four. Matthias and Math Guy go over. So Math Guy as Black Scorpion X takes on Matthias, son of Zeus, playing as Neptune in the finals of the Cosmic/Slash Marauder event. Math Guy takes the victory with Black Scorpion X. As a result, Math Guy gets to face the neutral maniacal Uberstar. If Math Guy wins, he earns the respect of the Uberstar and he wins. So he earns the Uberstar's respect. Congratulations to Math Guy for taking the big event Friday night. Saturday, we have a cage draft in the daytime. This event was run by Steve Resk. From what I understand, here's how it worked. Each player bought a Brian Cage Steel Cage deck. They also received a random singles competitor. They could use either the Brian Cage competitor or the singles competitor, plus the cards in the Steel Cage deck and play that. They could also use the two skill requirement cards that came with the Brian Cage deck, regardless of whether or not they met the requirements for those cards normally. And I'll mention this here too, because I believe they did this in this event, they did this in other events as well. If a card had an effect that normally worked in a particular type of match, so if a card said, if this is a Ring of Fire match, do X, or you may do X, they could treat these as if they were Ring of Fire matches for that purpose. Those effects were live, even if the matches weren't those stipulation matches. From what I understand, all these matches in this Steel Cage event were Steel Cage matches. And also, let me make a slight correction here. Players could not just choose between Brian Cage and a random competitor. They could choose between Brian Cage and one of two random competitors. They were given the option to pick Brian Cage or one of two random competitors. And they chose who they wanted to use. So it wasn't just Brian Cage or someone else, it was Brian Cage or two other choices. There were 14 players in this event. The top two are brand new players, both from the Gainesville, Florida area. We have first New Guy John playing as Brian Cage from the Steel Cage deck, and New Guy Dan playing as Commissioner Drew Matz. The winner of this event, John playing as Brian Cage. As a result, John received a Lord Gareth competitor set. This is a rare competitor set. I believe it was the con-exclusive competitor from ArmorCon. Just going from memory. So congratulations to him. Saturday night we had the payoff pack draft event. There were twenty players in this event, four bullet rounds. They cut to a top eight. They had one undefeated player. A player named Greg using Penelope My Queen of Cupcakes. They had six three and ones. They had six two and twos. So the undefeated made it, all the three and ones made it. The six two-and-twos were paired off in singles matches, and they essentially did a speed round. The first person to win their match made the top cut. All three matches started at the same time. First person to win joins the other seven, rounds out the top eight. The winner of that round was everyone's enemy, Joel Williams. Congratulations to him for making the top cut. Here is. The top eight. We have Jeremy Steigerwald playing as Captain Rustbelt. Take on College Boy Adam Britt playing as the plant based bruiser with Jeremy Steigerwald taking the victory. Second match in the top eight Greg Davidson. That was the Greg I mentioned earlier playing as Penelope Mai, Queen of Cupcakes. Taking on Shannon playing as El Hombre Cybernetico with Greg Davidson taking the victory. We have Brimelight playing as Candyman, take on everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, playing as Abigail, fairy in training, with Brimelight taking the victory. And then we have Guard playing as Brian Wakefort Schmidt, taking on Matthias, son of Zeus, playing as the brand new version of Papa Wheelie, with Guard taking the victory. So, top four Brimelight versus Greg Davidson with Brimelight Light taking the victory and Guard versus Jeremy Steigerwald with Guard taking the victory. So Brime Light as Candyman versus Guard as Brian Waitfort Schmidt in the finals with Brimelight Light taking the victory. Score one for the Light. Congratulations to Brime Light for taking the victory. And that's what I have through Friday and Saturday. Again, I'll give you what I can about Sunday. Hopefully it comes in on time before this show is published. I have been told that for the tag event coming up Sunday afternoon at DragonCon, players will be given the family faction pack, and then at least one random competitor, and they'll choose out of that competitor selection what competitor to use in the tag team event. I'm assuming this is a two-player team versus a two-player team rather than a Tornado. But I'll give you more information on that when I have it. That's the update I have for you about DragonCon 2023 create a competitor competition. The second match in round two is currently underway as I'm recording this. I can tell you after 24 hours, the team of the Phil Birch, created by Phil Birch, and the Trickster, created by Andy Hernandez, was leading over the team of Matty Bar One, created by Matt Barone, and Private Cuddles, created by Jordan Hollerback, 18-13, 24 hours in. Now, I know there have been additional votes, particularly on the Matty Bar One and Private Cuddles side, so that number may be closer. I did also see something else that I want to bring up. It looks like one of the people who was tagged for Matty Bar 1 and Private Cuddles, he tagged a particular person, and then it looks like he went back and either edited the reply he made and changed to who he tagged, or deleted the reply he made and made a new reply. Don't do that in this contest. If for some reason you tag someone and that person you tagged is not passing the tag on, is not continuing the tag chain, reach out to that person, reach out to the people whose team you're tagging for, let them know what's going on. First off, it's against the rules. You can't, you're not supposed to delete or edit any of the replies. So just don't do that. This may end up costing them a vote. We'll see. I'll give you the count both with the missing vote and without because in this particular situation, the person who was originally tagged did come in and tag somebody else. It's actually the same person that was tagged in the edited tag. So at most, it's only going to cost Maddie Bar, one in private cuddles, one vote. One tag, but I'll give you both numbers when this is over because I will add on the end of the show the final count at 9pm. Right now though it is very close. It's anybody's match, last I looked for the second match. The third match is going to be the team of JAC. I'm the steward for JAC and Math Guy created by Brandon Kong versus the Foreman created by Joseph McGregor and the New York Phenom created by Jason Fosson. Presumably, that match will take place two weeks from this match. So that match would run presumably from September 15th through September 17th. That's what makes the most sense two weeks between match two and match three. We won't know officially until next Wednesday's Talk of the Universe, but it looks like that's going to be the case. Again, I'll give you an update when I have more concrete information. As always, I'm backing JAC. I encourage you to back JAC as well. I should also mention this here. I've been talking about promos. Didn't see any promos or any of the four participants in the second match. Meaning so far through round two, all I've seen promo-wise, two videos from the Dread Pirate tech support Simon Strauss about Captain Kiddo, his son. He's the steward for Captain Kiddo in this. And one post from Rowdy Ron. So, not happy with the lack of promos in both round two overall and match two specifically. I know that there will be JAC promos in match three. I hope we'll see Math Guy promos. I hope we'll see Foreman and New York Phenom promos. We'll have to see. That's where we are right now with the CCC. After Dragon Con, the next big in person event is going to be Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4. Pixel Palace Games, just outside Columbus, Ohio, in the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, September 15th. Tickets are on sale on Eventbrite.com. The booked list is there. Going from memory, there's only seven competitors on the booked list. Check that, though, to make sure a competitor you're thinking about playing isn't on that list. If it's on the booked list, nobody in the event can play as that competitor. $35 for a ticket. No stipulations until the finals. The finals will be played using the main event stipulation. This is a a create-a-competitor tournament. The winner will be able to create a competitor in Super Show the game. There will be exclusive promos for this event. So if you buy a ticket and show up, you'll get those promos. I can confirm there's going to be at least one championship match at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4. The LFF Underworld Championship will be defended. The champion, the big guy with Matt Stevens, will take on challenger Colin Simon. Colin Simon getting this shot because Impact, of which he was a member One Faction Wars 4. So that match is supposed to go down at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4. We could have some other matches go down. I believe Bob Dunn will be there. We may have some Crime Wave members in the house, so we could see the Crime Wave member use the shot given to them by John Calais at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4. I believe the current Tornado Tag Team Champion will be there. We could see that belt on the line. Possibly the LFF Tag Team Championship. Possibly the LFF Hardcore Championship. Those people are in the geographic area, potentially. So we may see those happen. Who knows what else might happen. We may see some Midwest Coast Tag Team action. A lot of possibilities right now. But Pixel Palace, Pandemonium 4, next big event, tickets on sale on Eventbrite.com, $35 per ticket. Going from memory, I believe it's a noon start time. All that, though, is on the Eventbrite post along with the booked list. So buy your ticket, check the post, make sure you've got a legal competitor, make sure you're there on time. Outside of that, the next big live play events after that. October 15th, Marktoberfest 5, October 15th, ArmorCon. Both of those created competitor tournaments. Packs Unplugged, first weekend of December. We had one LFF Championship match this week, apart from what's going to happen on Sunday Night Fights that I'm aware of. I'm not sure if we're going to have a Deep Six match at DragonCon. I haven't seen anything about that. The Deep Six champion is there. The United States Championship was defended in Michigan on Tuesday. There was a triad match to determine the contender. Chris Randolph, Chris Vaughn, and Lorne Hughes squared off with Lorne Hughes taking the victory. So, Lorne Hughes with Tetsuya Naito took on U.S. champion Mean Megs playing as the Mercenary. This was a very short match, only a couple turns. Mean Megs won all the turn rolls, hits the finish, rolls a 9. The challenger cannot break out. Mean Megs has a very quick defense. She's still the LFF United States Champion. Congratulations to Mean Megs. Outside of what's going to happen on Sunday Night Fights and potentially Dragon Con, the next championship match that I'm aware of, Next Tuesday, September 5th, the Trios Championship will be on the line. Simple Chuck, the champion with the second version of the higher class, takes on Sean Loeb playing as Team Valiant. Sean Loeb has had a shot with Team Valiant. He's been waiting for a long time to get that shot. He's going to get that shot finally this Tuesday, September 5th twitch.tv slash srguniverse. Let's start talking about the online tournaments from this past week. Two that I'm aware of, Monday Night Fights, Thursday Night Fights. We'll start with Monday Night Fights. There were 20 players in this week's Monday Night Fights. They did five groups, four players per group. Top two players per group advanced to the top cut. So 10 people advanced to the top cut. Based on what I'm seeing here, they either gave six people, buys into the top cut, made the other four playoff and two singles matches with the winners rounding out the top eight. Or maybe they did some kind of triad slash singles blend to get to a top four. I think the first one looks more likely. But they got to a top four and then a clean finals. Simple one versus one finals. Your top four were your two semifinalists, Zach Ashley as the Rising Sun, and Candyman Dan as Johnny T. Your finalists were the Nightmare King as Adam Page and Drew Madsen as Mr. Pop and Twist. with the winner, Drew Madsen as Mr. Poppin' Twist. Congratulations to Drew Madsen for winning Monday Night Fights. Thursday Night Fights. Chibi back in the driver's seat running Thursday Night Fights. Fifteen players in this week's event. Three groups of four. One group of three. Top two from each group advance into the top cut. There's no stipulation listed for the finals. From what I'm looking at, possibly New York rules, semifinals was dark match. The finals was an exploding cage match. Your semifinalists were General Cannoli as Abigail Ferry in training and Commissioner Drew Madsen as Nanook from the North. Your finalists were the prize fighter Simon Davner as Commissioner Drew Madsen and Alec Ventresca as Kenny Omega, with the winner, the prize fighter, Simon Davner. Congratulations to the prize fighter for winning Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There was only one match on the card for Sunday Night Fights, and it's a good thing there was only one match on the card, because this was a marathon. This match for the LFF Hardcore Championship went nearly an hour and 30 minutes. I think ended up clocking in around an hour and 20, give or take. The challenger here, the Nightmare King playing as himself, the champion, the beast, Michael Kerr, playing as quadruple H in a ladder match that goes to crowd meter four. I would say overall this was a pretty even match. There were stretches from both competitors back and forth. The Nightmare King at one point hits a finish. I believe this was at Meter 3. He did not have a ladder in play. As a reminder, in a ladder stipulation match, if you hit the finish and you don't have a card with ladder in the name in play, your opponent gets an additional breakout roll, a fourth breakout roll, and they get a bonus to that breakout roll, to that fourth breakout roll. At crowd meter zero, I believe it's plus three. At crowd meters one, two, three, and four, I believe it's plus two going from memory. Anyway, at crowd meter three, Nightmare King hits a finish. Greater than 10, but not greater than the bonus to the last breakout roll. Michael Kerr has to make that. He does. At crowd meter four, Nightmare King hits the finish again. Still not a kill shot. For the fourth breakout role, because the Nightmare King has no ladder in play. This time, though, the Beast cannot break out. The Nightmare King wins. He is your new LFF Hardcore Champion. Now, I'd mentioned earlier in the show we could see the LFF Hardcore Champion at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4. That was based on the idea that Michael Kerr would successfully defend with a new champion. I do not see that happening. Congratulations to the Nightmare King for winning the LFF Hardcore Championship. Dragon Con update. I mentioned earlier the tag team tournament. It ends up being a six-stop tag team tournament, so each player can have no more than six stop cards in their deck. Players built the deck they used from a family faction pack. That's the name of the faction pack, the family, because it features the trio card, the family in it. It was two versus two, so you could build a deck using one of four competitors in that faction pack because it comes with the Italian Mabata, Polly the Pigeon Picone, Lorenzo Manicotti, and Maria Marinara. There were also two... Competitor sets given out at random to each person in the tournament. So they had an additional two singles competitors to choose from. Eight teams, so 16 players in the tournament. Three rounds. I heard that the third round was supposed to be New York rules. I don't know any more details than that. That's all I know. I know that the finalists, the two teams that made the finals, were the team usually known as the Transatlantic Express, but here known as Green Hat, Green Hats. Hold the Line Harry, playing as Polly the Pigeon Bacon and Practicite playing as the Plant-Based Bruiser. Their opponents, the team of better than, best team ever, BT, BTE. This was Nicholas Ross, also playing as Polly the Pigeon Bacon and PJ Ross, playing as the Mercenary Flip Gordon. The winners of the Dragon Con Tag Team event from Sunday. BTBTE. Congratulations to them for taking the mercenary Flip Gordon and Polly the Pidge Pacone to victory at Dragon Con. We also had after this a defense of the Deep Six Championship. The Challenger, El Lama, and Mascarada Senior playing as himself versus champion the lucha maniacal uberstar playing as himself the deep six championship is played with both competitors both players having six stop decks each deck can have no more than six stop cards in it they used the main event stipulation the match went to crowd meter three the winner at crowd meter three with an eight for his finish roll and still champion The Looch Maniacal Uberstar, congratulations to him for a successful defense. The final thing I have to talk about before the end of the show is the final results from the CCC Round 2 Match 2. We had the tag team of Matty Bar 1 and Private Cuddles taking on the tag team of the Phil Birch and the Trickster. 24 hours in, I had it as 18 for the Phil Birch and the Trickster, 13 for Matty Bar 1 and Private Cuddles. The final score for the Phil Birch and the Trickster, by my counting, 19. Only one additional tag in the second 24 hours. For Matty Bar 1 and Private Cuddles, here's what I have. And let me take a moment to talk about this because a second issue came up. I talked to you earlier in the show about the first issue that there was apparently an edited reply and edited tag that could affect the final count. There was also a situation that happened later where Maddie Bar 1 tagged Private Cuddles to start a new chain. And Private Cuddle started a new chain. Here's the thing I did not find when I was looking through the comments on the post for match two where Matt Barone tagged Jordan Hollerback. Jordan Hollerback didn't find that either. He mentions it in the reply where he starts the new chain. So it's going to be up to Pat Mulligan if he counts this tag is legal or illegal. So, here are the numbers. If the tag is considered illegal, and so all of the votes after that don't count, with the one edited tag, it was 18 if it counts, 17 if it doesn't. If this second issue, if this switching from Matt Barone to Jordan Hollaback If that's considered to be legal, there are another six votes on top of that. So it's 24 votes if the edited vote counts, 23 if it doesn't. I don't think the edited vote thing is going to come into play. The big thing is going to be if Pat Mulligan accepts that attempt for Matt Barone to tag in Jordan Hollerback and have Jordan start a new tag chain, Matty Barone and Private Cuddles win. They win by at least 23-19. to 19. If he doesn't, they lose. The Philbirch and the Trickster have 19 to their 18 at best. So, I am going to assume Pat Mulligan will accept it, and so Matty Barr won and Private Cuddles win, but with the caveat I gave you that theoretically he might not accept that, The Phil Birch and the Trickster win it. It's just going to depend on how Pat Mulligan does the counting. So look for talk of Universe this Wednesday for them to announce who wins. I think he'll accept it, and so I think it's going to be Matty Bar One and Private Cuddles. If it's not, then I think the issue with the tagging in Jordan Hollerback is going to be the thing that defines it so this was a very tight match in the most generous interpretation it's four vote victory in the least generous it's a two vote loss so that's how close this match was much closer than the previous match i think the big thing is only scoring one tag in the second half of the contest That, to me, is the difference maker. The Phil Birch and the Trickster only going from 18 after 24 hours to 19 after 48. We'll have to see, though, what the official result is. I expect them to announce that on the next episode of Talk of the Universe. That's going to be September 6th. That is pretty much going to do it for this week's episode of Talk of the Universe. I don't know if there's going to be a Monday night event. Because it's a holiday, I expect there will be a Thursday night event. Look for those to pop up on supershowthegame.com over the next few days if you're interested in playing in those online events. Pixel Palace Pandemonium 4, September 15th, Create a Competitor Tournament, $35 fee, eventbrite.com. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.